just about afternoon, so good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Game Day 15 Premier League Review Show. Uh, I'm Gav Mack, uh, that's Stephen Cotton, and that's Ed Hall. How are you, gents? Hello. Yeah, <laughs> what was nice. that? Was that like a little flick? I'm still feeling a little bit worse and worse from over Christmas, if I'm perfectly honest. I, I'm super bloated. I've just eaten a lot of beer. Oh, yeah. Lot of beer. Yeah, do you know what mine mine wasn't really um mine wasn't really too much beer. I've indulged myself and had dairy and had pastry mm. and stuff, which isn't particularly it's great for me. So, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it's been it's been a good it's been good. It's been lovely, especially with all the football as well. So Man, yeah. we all love football and that's why we're here so we're going to be going back through all the games on boxing day and on the 27th there are games later on today um but um we will so we'll, we'll briefly talk about that towards the end uh on sporting the the arsenal 92 uh home shirt which arrived this morning which wow. i'm very happy about just be retro just be retro, and I actually feel really comfortable wearing it today. But we're not going to be starting. Week you dare wear an Arsenal shirt on, on the show. Oh, I know, I know. To be, fair, to be fair to you, Gav, you are always wearing an Arsenal shirt, regardless. Well, it depends if it's, if it's been a bad. the banana one. Like Arsenal shirt. could lose eight two to Man United, and he'd still wear that banana shirt. Yeah, no, I'll tend. Be, to, no, I'll tend to wear the Arsenal shirt. shirt. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm, rep- I'm repping Blue Munch and Gladbach. Gladbach. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. You hear so much about Palermo when Arsenal are playing crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, well, the Chiefs and, one do you know what? Well. I was going to yeah. say, when Palermo, when Palermo are getting relegated, it's like, well, the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I love, oh. love pigskin. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, there's been lots of controversy this week as well. Um, shock, imagine that. Uh, never is there a week the we can talk about. Yeah. You know, so It's a first. It's a two, two <laughs> yeah. first. Um, but we'll, we'll start, we'll start, um, I think we'll, we'll sort of go backwards. We'll start here. Uh, Wolves won, uh, Tottenham won. Uh, Wolves, they were a goal down inside a minute. And what mm. wound me up about this is that the commentator turned around and said, a wonder strike from Ndombele. I won't go as far as a wonder strike, didn't it? It wasn't like Paul Scholes clean, was it? It's just, it's on the edge of the box. And it's straight down the middle of the goal as well. Yeah, yeah the goalkeeper go moves to suit his defenders. Yeah, Patricio too far away from the ball. Yeah, so it, he, it was just a complication. Patricio looks like he's getting ready for a deflection. Like he expects the ball to come off the defender and go to the right. So he's dived to the right, and the ball basically just goes in unattended, straight down the middle. It was an awful start, awful start. But, but then after that, really, Tottenham didn't threaten, did they? Well, well, honestly, as a neutral, the worst thing that could have happened, worst thing that can happen in a Tottenham game when you're watching as a neutral is if they go a goal up early, because that's it. it. That was it. It was literally like, right, come then, boys, back we go. Um, uh, honestly, I know we'll probably get into it further after we talk about the Wolves thing, but just this this type of football just isn't sustainable for Tottenham. It just it's ridiculous. Ed, what do you think of Wolves' performance? How they how they responded to going down a goal so early? I think Wolves have been quite good, um, but since losing Jimenez, I think they've lost one game against Burnley. Mm. I think they lost the game against Liverpool four 0 when they lost him. But the way the other lads have responded has been quite promising. They still look a good unit. They're not the unit, but they still look a good one. Do, do you think it's important that they stick to three at the back? Because when they, I, I don't think they look very comfortable when they play a four. I, I kind of know what you mean. Because when you've got the likes of Samedo and that running up the pitch, it does leave them quite exposed. So perhaps in the situation they find themselves in, three in the back would be the best for them. But I still think they're doing all right, considering. I think Wolves will only get better as the season progresses. 
Mm. Cotton, um, right at the beginning of the second half, there was a penalty shout. Uh, it went to VAR. Uh, it was a challenge on uh, Fabio Silver. Silva. Do you think that's a penalty? Well, here we go. I'm going to answer, answer a question with two questions and two answers. The thing is, do, I think, it's a, do I think <laughs> it's a penalty? No. Have they been given this season in handfuls? Yeah, they have. Like, I, I don't get it. So there was definitely the clip on the bottom of the foot. And we, over the last four weeks, have seen one of those given every weekend. So I don't... What's what's changed here? What's different this weekend? There's been a few decisions that we'll talk about, obviously, with the VAR and stuff, that it feels like this weekend, I don't know if it's because, obviously, it's the Christmas period and all, all eyes are on Boxing Day and Christmas Day fixtures. Well, not Christmas Day, but Boxing Day and the day after fixtures. So I think everyone kind of bucked up their ideas with their performances, refereeing-wise and stuff. Um, but there has been a real real shift in the way that decisions have been made in this last weekend. Um, I, again, I don't think it's a penalty, but this season it is because they've been given loads. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it is a penalty. And the reason why I think it's a penalty is because it looks like he's, put it this way, he's given a corner, the referee. That's the, that's the decision that he, that he gave off the back of it initially. But it didn't, the defender didn't actually touch the ball. He's yeah. kicked his foot onto the ball. So if anything, it should be a goal kick if it's not a penalty. But he's kicked his foot. Whether it's soft yeah. or not, it's a penalty. That's what I mean. Like it's, it, it, In any other season, it's soft and you probably wouldn't give it. But like I said, how many have been given this season? It's, uh, I don't know whether we're coming or going with it. Does, it. does it only get worse from here, though? Because as you said, last year we wouldn't have gave it. Certainly not the year before that. Each year, penalties, foul decisions... Even if we look at situations with goalkeepers being fouled in the box, mm. soon you'll be lucky enough to touch the ball. The way it's yeah. going. Well, with, with that in mind, well, Sai's uh, got the equaliser with a couple of minutes to go. Um, but I like him as a player, man. Me too. I think he's quite an underrated player, uh, for, for, especially for Wolves. But. Um, I do want to move on because we are talking about refereeing decisions and things like that. I was going to go sort of like in, in hold chronological on, hold order. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't. Well, no, no. I'm just saying we didn't even we didn't even mention that Wolves equalised. We didn't. Men- we haven't spoken. Yeah, about- he did. He just said so. Yeah, yeah. So I equalised. We we like him. We quickly need to moan about the Mourinho thing because this is literally a surefire sign that, like, like we've said, like this type of football just isn't sustainable. How are you playing? Like counter-attacking, just defensive football against Wolves, man. Like what? And then as soon as they equalised, like Tottenham looked like they wanted to play football, and it's like it's too little, too late. I just how we we said it before every other week. Like there's teams that this works against, and there's teams where it doesn't. Like you can't just set up to play counter-attacking football against every team in the league. It was honestly not even just to Wolves. It weren't even Wolves' fault, but that game to watch was absolute torture, man. It was I'm intrigued to see what. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what Tottenham fans actually think about it right now because they've 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 been singing one minute and then been moaning the next minute, going, "Oh, no, you no know, Mourinho's at the helm and this that, and the other." No winning four, exactly. It's it's not it's not great form for someone who's meant to be challenging either for the title or challenging for a top four position. But you can't like Harry Kane. How many touches Harry Kane have in, 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 in spots? Minus six. We moan about this every week, yeah, but yet again, the, the the most complete forward in Europe apparently. How many how many yet again, week after week, how many times did Harry Kane have a shot on target this week? I'm not talking about how many did he score, how many shots did he get on target? How many shots off target did he have yesterday? 
Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, shots also, in, in general. Mm. Before we move on quickly, there's certain players that get lambasted for this week in, week out, every other week. Mohamed Salah, especially. When, oh, when is Harry Kane going to get reprimanded for the constant diving? The, ridiculous... the worst one was against Southampton, where but he's the... looked, he's initiated the yeah. contact, he's looked, he's looked for Lalana, and if anything, that's dangerous play, and it should be a free kick to oh, yeah, Southampton, and he went and win his... a penalty off that. That was yeah. one of one of many situations. His, not his dipping under thing, but he, he, there was a dive on the halfway line, and then towards the end of the game, when obviously Tottenham needed the win, then um, Kane is it's the most ludicrous dive, and this is where we we say it all the time as well. He gives a goal kick. Okay, book him then. If you if you have that if you have that adamant like straight goal kick, you not even want to look at it. It's clearly a dive then. Just, just I can't remember the last dive. time. I can't remember the last time a yellow card was given for a dive. Even when they go to VAR, yeah. Even the when they go to VAR and they'd be like, "Oh, what? That's not that's not a penalty. It's a free kick the other way." They don't go back. Like, right, okay. Well, that's a dive for that's a yellow card for simulation. It was Martin Tyler and Alan Smith, and they kept saying, "Well, at this rate, like you won't be able to initiate any contact." Blah blah blah. How's it going to stop? How are you going to stop players? In the last year, it's been a lot worse. Players going down. Start booking them then. If you know you're going to get booked for simulation every single time. Start booking them. And with VAR now, if you go down looking for a penalty and they go and look at it and it's clear that you've dived, you it's you've got even more of a chance of getting booked for simulation. So they, they need to they need really need to like, put their foot they're, down. There. They're not answering the questions asked of them though. You are right. I mean, they were top of the league going in against Liverpool, had to win that, or at least put a statement down, lost two one. Liverpool win seven nil opening game of the weekend. They draw. Mm. Liverpool drop points. Against West Brom, they draw. Yeah. And they played after as well. They played afterwards. So that was their opportunity to say, right, let's go have it. Mm. Yeah. Do they not have that mentality? Yeah. Spot on, says Stu Allen. Um, Definitely spot on. Um, Our our resident Colombian, uh, Javi Prieto, says, um, Que pasa, amigos? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, indeed, and Kuan is watching from all over the world. So you can follow us all across the world on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., etc. At Tour Top Football. Um, refereeing decisions. We need to continue. Uh, Leeds one, Burnley nil. Now, this is a really big result for Leeds United because they've been lambasted for not being able to keep clean sheets and you know um, leaking too many goals etc they've gone out and put a relatively professional performance but it wasn't all singing and dancing was it because the there was a there was a penalty situation that was given in the first uh, first five minutes um we'll, we'll talk about that in a second Burnley deserved an equaliser didn't get it but there's also a formation change a little bit wasn't there and this is uh, Bielsa who always turns around and says I'm not changing for anyone I'm going to keep it the way I want to they sort of went with a they sort of went went three slash five at the back didn't they and and Calvin Phillips playing centre mid was dipping in between the two centre halves and playing almost like a it was a bit of a sweeper role it, it worked for Leeds didn't it Con? yeah like I, Leeds look it's one of those things, because we say it again, we say it a lot of the time about the naivety and stuff. And they won this game and they did play attacking football. But listen, they did. it's not that they didn't leave chances open to Burnley. There was chances for them. And um, I think I think it was Sky Sports showed the graphics of... Um, it, it, like like we've said, it's all it's all well and good watching the attacking football, but it's something like goals conceded leads twentieth in the Prem, they're the worst. Yeah, they uh, conceded chance- 30 goals in the league this yeah. season. It was like chances against created, 20th worst. Um, it was literally the list goes on for defensive woes, and 
again in this game, it's all well and good they won this game, but I mean they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have won the game for for reasons we're about to go into. Mm. But it leads as a neutral. It must. It's rock and roll to watch. It's lovely to watch. It's yeah, like definitely. you you always hear the pundits hark back to the days of um, like attacking football. And this is what I'd like to see from Spurs more football like this. But when they come up against teams that can finish, it's the writings on the wall. Like you said, thirty goals conceded the most this season. Uh, United put six past and could have had another five in the second half if it was. Yeah, Liverpool put four past them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, obviously, that like that segues into why that Leeds shouldn't have won this game. Because... Yes. Um, so um, we'll, we'll go. We'll go in um, in order of, of, of events on this one. So initially, there's a penalty given uh, after after four or five minutes, and uh, Bamford is he's, he's he's been in contact with Nick Pope now. Well, the more I look at it, I think that Nick Pope actually got a touch on the ball first. But that doesn't take away the fact that I still think it's a penalty. Oh, good. I, I, genuinely, I genuinely thought you were going to say, well, he's got a touch on him, but it's not enough. I was going to no, go, this, Yeah, because this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. that's the thing, though. It's like, because, because the goalkeeper got there first, it doesn't mean that it's not a foul. We see this happen on the halfway. I'll tell you what, let's go back to last week where with, with Sheffield United, where, where Lundstrom gets sent off. Right, he's yeah. gone in. He's won the ball off Veltman. Whether whether you say it's dangerous or not, I don't think there was anything wrong with that 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 one last week. But he's gone in. He's won the ball first, and then he's eaten the man, and he's got himself sent off. Now, in this situation, the ball it, it looks like it ricochets in a, in a, in a direction which shows that Nick Pope got the ball first. But he's clattered Bamford, absolutely clattered him. How can you not give a penalty for it? It's not a good hard ta- a tackle and it's not 1984 anymore. What do you think, Ed? No, I agree. We, look, we use this argument, I think, every single week without fail, but it's so true. If it happened in the middle of the park, they wouldn't care less if he got a slight touch on the ball. You fouled the player. Mm. So it's, it's definitely a penalty. I don't think there actually can be arguments for this one, regardless. Mm. He stopped. Uh, he's, he's took the player out of the game. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, as soon as I saw it, I didn't. I didn't even think they were gonna. I think Pope's reaction as well. I, I, he doesn't protest too much. He knows he's come and caught him. Um, mm. And there it is. And that was Patrick Bamford's tenth goal. So that's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. That's all she wrote. So speaking about all she wrote, if Christine, if you'd like to write to us and give us all your details, I will get that lead shirt over to you because I have been proved completely wrong. Uh, yeah. In fact, proved so wrong that isn't it something like um, only Robert Lewandowski has scored more goals from open play in Europe this season? In the top five leagues. In the top yeah. five leagues. Well, I'm going to go back and make a video at the end of the season about updates on Patrick Bamford through the podcast yeah. and just see us slowly fade oh. away. You know, like Back to the Future and stuff when like we start going invisible because we don't exist anymore. Like, every yeah. time we yeah. start fading out more and more. But I can see, I can see it turning into like March or summer and it's like, Bamford, he's got to be the first name on the plane. He's got to, yeah. he's got yeah. to be at the Euros. What a player. I, I, I literally can't and wait. The like, door goes to. Yeah. Yeah, fan, fan cams, fan cams in March, April from like Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans and like Chelsea fans outside the stadium. Like we're missing that clinical edge. I'm telling you now, you get Patrick Bamford in, this team wins the league. <laughs> That's exactly what Chelsea are missing. Chelsea are missing a perfect striker. They are. They are. They are. <laughs> we'll talk about those in a bit. 
Um, I've got Ollie G and I love him. By the way, the penalty was was dispatched superbly into the top bin as well. Mate, do you know what was beautiful about that was as well? Just about two minutes before that, because obviously it was five minutes into the game. Patrick Power were offering even money shot on target Patrick Banford for the whole game. <laughs> and, there you go. and unlike Sky, it wasn't 10 max either. So thank you, Patrick uh, yeah, Power. Just, for your... Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Patrick Power Banford. There you go. Um, right, Ben Mee. There's big free kick. It's deep. Ben Mee has got his eyes on the ball the whole time. Meslier comes out, makes a hash of it. Knees in the back of, back of uh, Ben Mee. Um, the ball bounces to Ashley Barnes, who puts it in the back of the net. Referee's already blown the whistle. What are your thoughts on this, gents? Uh, Absolutely mess. That's just yeah. to go. Uh, the goalkeepers are far too protected. It's 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 a much safer bet, I think, for the referee to disallow that goal than it would be to give it had it been the wrong decision. Mm. Um, the goal technically couldn't stand because the referee had already blown the whistle. Yeah, However, of because the ball had been stopped dead, why didn't he go to VAR to see? What had happened, or why didn't VAR say, "Hold on a minute, I think that might be a foul elsewhere"? Yeah, but we said this last week. Well, there was again the other week. There was a couple of uh, linesmen that were flagging really early, and then someone even asked, someone in the chat asked, "Why, why do they leave it so long to to give off sides and give decisions?" Because of this. Because if the ref lets this play out, literally by a second, if he leaves this by a second, the ball goes in the net. Then you go look at VAR, and it's so frustrating because these types of goals and these types of mistakes. Is exactly why VAR is there. This is what it should be sorting out, but it still isn't. Again, because the application of it, it's not. This isn't VAR's fault that this goal has been missed or disallowed. It's the application of it. The the the, the ref has made the decision too soon, and it should be on him rather than people. Because people will moan about VAR. Like yeah. there's 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 we no do. more about I do. it. Like, Always, I've never been a fan. I mean. Uh, Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, we could talk about VAR forever, but... Uh, well, we are going to talk about VAR. There are certain things that happen in the world that are guaranteed. Uh, one of them is that you will die at some point. I'm sorry to oh, break that. Marvellous. Uh, marvellous. will me, die. Uh, you, you do have to pay taxes. And 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 Suchek scores headers. They are the three things that are guaranteed in life. Um, West Ham to... Brighton 2, there's VIR controversy in this game as well, imagine that. Um, Do you know what the video controversy was? The video controversy in this game is that I watched all 90 minutes of it. That was the controversy. (laughs) Poor bugger. Uh, It were the greatest game to watch, if I'm honest. Uh, Neil Mopo scored just before half-time. And then um, Johnson, uh, young lad. I love seeing academy kids come through and bag. I really do. And um, yeah, he scored on the hour mark. Uh, Lewis Dunk then made it 2-1 with a goal which is laden with controversy. That's such uh, a nice header though. Oh, um, lovely. By, uh, and then, um, oh no, it was Suchek's um, header, wasn't it? It was, um, Su- um, it was, Lewis Dunk had that sort of like stab shot after it hit his arm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, this, this has been headed by Suchek onto... The sort of midriff, you know, Lewis Dunk has got his arms in. It's come off his midriff, has then bounced off his elbow, and then as it's come down, it stabbed it home. I think we're going to have arguments about this. Do you think this goal should stand? Yes. Cotton says yes. Ed says... I'm going to be the deciding vote. 
<laughs> uh, I don't think it should stand. You're mad. It doesn't even touch his hand. Oh, I know it bounces off and it flicks off his elbow. It's not. It's not intentional. I think I, according to the laws of the game, this goal should definitely be disallowed. Do I think it should be disallowed? No. But if I'm going by the laws of the game, then 100% the goal shouldn't stand. What game was it a few weeks ago? And it was the exact same thing where his arm was. It was the Man City game. Yeah, mm. and I, I, it was the Man City yeah. game, and it was the same thing. And I'm adamant it didn't touch his arm either. And they. No, was it Man United West Brom? No, 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 it was, no, it's Liverpool, it was Liverpool City. It was Liverpool City. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was the it Man was. City game. Yeah, it was the Port in the City game. But yeah. here's the thing. I don't think it touched his arm, right? Okay, you do. But they literally showed four camera angles. They zoomed in. Um, it was some pixelated zooming as well. And there was not one angle or bit of footage they rolled backwards and forwards that you could categorically say, oh, it's such his, it's such his arm. It really was that, like, inconclusive. So at that point, I mean, I think they should. I'm, as soon as he said goal awarded, I was like, do you know what? Good. I'm gl- I'm glad they've given that one because I, I, like like I said, you can't prove it. Yeah, for the spirit of the game, I think the goal should stand. I agree, but it's it's nah, Ed. You know what? No, Ed, uh, go ahead. All right, I've listened to both your arguments. By the letter of the law, the goal should not stand. I don't think it's touched his hand. I don't think it's touched his hand at all. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with the decision for the spirit of the game. The goal should stand. I don't like. There's nothing that Dunk could have done. He's jumped up and his arms are in like that, and it's it for me. It's bounced off his off his off his stomach, and it's just it's it's just flicked his elbow, which is below the sleeve line. So therefore, you know, not yeah. That just hurts to hear, doesn't it? It's, the elbow it's, below the sleeve line. So I therefore, know. it's a... Oh! Isn't West Ham Brighton pretty much like a derby as well, almost? No, it's um, Brighton, Brighton Palace. Brighton Palace, that's the M23 derby. But honestly, do you know that game? Not one single yellow card. That's how boring oh, no. that game really was. Even, was. even Basuma didn't get booked. And do you know he's what? a walking yellow. I'll say this, yeah. So Leeds, what, what did we have yesterday? Leeds, Liverpool, Leeds and Leeds game, Liverpool game, Tottenham game, and that West Ham game. Even that game finished too. It's probably one of the most boring Super Sundays I've ever sat through. <laughs> All the well, games well, pain, <laughs> we'll, we'll run through the Liverpool game then, um, because I, I, I was not inspired by this game. You're right, Cotton. Oh God, man. One, one apiece. It's Sam Allardyce, really, though, isn't it? Mane opened the scoring after 12 minutes, and you think that the floodgates are going to open to a degree, mm-hmm. the way that Liverpool can knock the ball around and stuff. If you concede an early goal to Liverpool, it's not normally very uh, plain sailing for you. So the fact that Liverpool, what, had two shots on target throughout the whole game, yeah. um, or three shots on target, and then Ajayi, uh, Shay Ajayi, he scored with uh, with a couple of moments ago. Great header, I think. And the goalkeeper had no chance. He thought it was going wide. He's hit the post. He's, he scrambled across the goal to try and try and stop it in the end. But it was too late. Um, West Brom have got Sam Allardyce in charge. We will always... He, he's the perennial survivor when it comes to relegation battles. Um, there's a question from Stephen Cotton from the uh, Evening not, Express. <laughs> not so much a question, but this is where I want to like just unload like we did just before. Um, so obviously it's Big Sam. It is what it is. It's West Brom. It's not a great West Brom team. 
I mean, who, look who they brought on to steady the ship with five minutes to go. It was Branislav Ivanovic. Like, mm. how old is the geezer? 73? Like, yeah, 73. But, older. but as you said, so you alluded to, Liverpool had two shots on target, right? West Brom actually had three. And they had a chance to actually equalise way before Ajayi uh, with, who's your guy? He scored against City. Um, yeah, but Alisson pulled off a cracking save. Um, um, Sawyers. Was it Sawyers? No, no, no. It was the no. guy who scored against City. I can't remember his name off the mm. top of my head. But so, so West Brom actually ended up having three shots on targets, Liverpool's two. Now, mm. I understand it's dropped points and Klopp wasn't very happy. But after the game, he was very uh, passive-aggressive towards West Brom and he was like, well, what what can you do when people are playing 6-4? What can you do? And honestly, yeah, my question is, so maybe I do have a question. What genuinely <laughs> Liverpool Liverpool are still Liverpool are still the best team in Europe, if not them or Bayern Munich, right? They're still like the best team in Europe. The best team in the Premier League by a mile anyway. Well, coach Maya. Does he expect relegation fodder to rock up to Anfield and play a uh, four triple two? Yeah, so mad like ticky tacker stuff. Yeah, let's let's, let's, go, let's let's go attack them. Let's go attack the best team in the league. Let's literally let's literally balls to the wall. Let's go for it. No, of course they're going to sit back and defend. A uh, fair play to, to West Brom as well because the game plan went out the window after twelve minutes. Like mm. you, you're already losing, so you can't just defend. But they, they, I think they got what they deserved at this game. I think Liverpool came into it a little bit lackadaisical a little bit well we're going to win this game so foot off the gas level um, massive level of complacency involved yeah in that yeah game. and uh, but that's the thing as well like uh, sam deserves credit for that was he was in charge for the city game wasn't he uh no uh, no that was the last game but this, yeah. this west brom team and every and, and how resolute they are they've now played city and liverpool and gotten two points you you wouldn't mm. you wouldn't have thought that but honestly, I just 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 the thought of Klopp saying, "I can't believe they were playing defensive." Like, mate, come on, have a, and, and like again, and he said, "Oh, they were, what did they do? Score with their one shot on target? I have more shots on target than you, mate." Like, I get that. At Anfield, always, yeah, At you can't Anfield. always come out and be like, "Oh, well, they were great, and the manager's got it spot on." I know you can't, but sometimes have a little bit of humility, have a little bit of well done, Big Sam. Do you know what I mean? It was it just wound me up so much, man. Um, well, you're wound up and you're not even a, a Liverpool fan. So I want to know what your thoughts uh, thoughts are, Ed. We had lots of promising moments in the game. Still could have won it despite equalising. For me, no, you know, missed a great opportunity towards the end of the game. Mm. Liverpool have dropped points against Brighton, Fulham and West Brom. All three relegation candidates and all three of them have ended 1-0. So perhaps you are right in saying a bit of complacency has fallen in. Because we, here's the thing, we've got Newcastle away. Liverpool will probably respond and spank them 4 now. That's exactly what Liverpool are doing at the moment. Mm. Um, I, here's the thing, Klopp knows exactly what they were going to do. Klopp is just triggered by the result. Yeah. And mm. that's the problem with post-match interviews. If you asked him on a Wednesday, he would probably laugh about it. He, there's been multiple occasions where that guy post-match has said so many later regrets and then has come out to apologise. Every manager does it. Um, Unless you knew no Espirito Santo. And he's been in world football for much longer. West Brom played all right, to be fair. Um, you know, they got four... Uh, their best opportunity, as Cotton said, was the chance before the equaliser. Yeah, they got yeah. fortunate with um, the equaliser bouncing in off the post. But that's football. Liverpool get uh, lucky all the time. You've got to make your own luck. I would I'm say not too well. concerned. 
to be honest with you as a Liverpool fan, it's like, oh, disappointing. But we still technically gained a point on a lot of teams. There's yeah. Teams around it, us. It's who, a good week to have to only get a point, isn't week. it, with yeah. everyone else? Well, they top them well off to drop points. So really, this is just going to be, everyone get back to the training ground. What yeah. went wrong? We need to turn up next week and we'll go again. I would, we I would say, though, yeah. We do need to give massive props to um, Sam Johnson because Liverpool could have re-stolen it with about two minutes to go and Johnson pulled off like an unbelievable flick yes. around the post save. It was yeah. absolutely mega, that save. He made some incredible ones against City. Listen, I'm I'm thinking maybe Sam Johnson maybe keeps playing like this, maybe he gets on the plane. Maybe he goes Maybe he goes to the Euros. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just be another ex Bamford player as well, isn't it? Yeah. Over Bamford. <laughs> no, hey, hey, Johnson's been Johnson's been good for a while. He has been. Jo- good for Johnson a while. has been good. He's yeah, of course he's been good for a while. But if we if we can't get Nick Pope into the side, come on. Well, he didn't score at the weekend, and he went up for two corners and a free kick. So Nick Pope is not in my good books. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That really would have made Christmas, man. And Nick Pope near near post header would have just. Oof. I would have loved it. Um, Simon is watching the show. Thank you very much for watching. It's the big Sam effect. I'm livid. Uh, he's a Liverpool fan. Just to, just to add clarity to this, uh, I'm livid that we uh, look at teams like that and think it's going to be an easy game. If any team's going to challenge for the title, um, you've got to treat every match as if it's the Champions League final. I mean, like Liverpool are still sh- uh, ravaged with injury, and I will defend them on that respect. So you know there are certain players that they would like to have in their, in their, in certain positions, but. They're almost at full strength now, and because they are, they should be dominating games again. That in- industry in the middle of the park, that front three that we all know that are, are brilliant. Although I did see a stat which I sent to Cotton yesterday uh, about uh, Mane, who I love and I always put him in teams of the year at the moment. But for the beginning of the last season, um, is he scored less goals than? Uh, no, it's same goals as Rashford, but Rashford. No, got same goal. Yeah, Six in, in assists, Rashford's got. Exactly. Rashford could have had a lot more goals, though, uh, in this game. And we did a live watch along for this game. It was um, Leicester 2, Manchester United 2. Um, goals did come from Rashford uh, and Harvey Barnes equalised. Um, Bruno Fernandes right towards the end thought he sealed the three points for Man United uh, before uh, Jamie Vardy's deflected shot, which has now gone down as a Twanzebi own goal um, five minutes from time, um, sp- uh, shared the spoils there. But... We did, as I said, we did the watch long for this game. Um, Man United, every time they took took the lead, they looked in control. They were doing bits and they just, what, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to start digging out Ollie because I don't think it's Ollie's, Ollie's beef here. But what, what's what's going on there, Cotton? It's definitely not Ollie's beef, man. Like, it's stupid things that you just can't, like, absolute sickeners, like, People missing open gut like five minutes in. Was it? I don't even know if it was five minutes in. Marcus yeah. Rashford is Marcus Rashford is four yards out. The keeper's nowhere near him. Head it in, literally head it into an empty net basically, and he's put it over. Um, there was so many times we were two v one on a counter attack, and whoever the player was playing the pass, trying to get it through to the to the striker, hit it straight at the defender. Uh, Rashford took his goal really calmly, and we even said during the watch long, that's what we want to see more from Rashford. Open your body. Yeah finesse it into the corner yeah, so then what does he do 20 minutes later he's one on one with the keeper absolutely hammers it straight down his throat he's got either corner either bottom corner to roll it into hammers it straight down his throat I think Martial uh, missed a, another decent opportunity other players were missing opportunities Martial's getting 
dug out hard Mate, we, on we could have, again it's it's the story of it's the story of our season at the minute we could have been three nil up we could have been gone and players just not taking their chances and we need to at the minute because you can always if you, if you can, if one thing you can guarantee it's players not taking chances if the other thing you can guarantee is we will concede soft sloppy poor defensive goals always and it's just mm. getting so it's just getting so boring man now, when we were doing the watch along, we said about the Harvey Barnes equaliser. I thought it was a really good strike, but you know, when you look at it in a little bit deeper, there's a bit, of, there's a few questions to be asked about De Gea. Ed, do you think it's De Gea's beef there, or do you think it was a good strike, or a combination of the two? Combination of the two. I think most of the time it's always going to be a combination of the two. He struck it well, so I've got to give credit to Harvey Barnes there. But De Gea's reactions are so slow, and I'm not talking about the reaction to the save. I'm talking about the positioning, the little hop he does beforehand. The, the ball's mid-air. The ball's like effectively stopped for an intermission break before he's took that first hop. <laughs> De Gea is on the decline. I don't care what anyone says. But if everyone knows this, I'm not saying anything controversial. De Gea's been on the decline for the last two and a half years. And he's not yeah. going to... We don't know many players who've bounced back. So surely it's time to think of the future who's literally on the bench. Yeah, he's there. Uh, but this is happening week in, week out. And there's, I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He's actually grown on me in the last few years. But decisions like that, I honestly believe, now stick Dean Henderson in. Prove that you're... <laughs> does he need to keep the dressing room on side? Because no, does he have a group of players who are so fragile where, you know, if he starts pissing off a group of players, next thing you know, he's out and some new manager's in. But do, do you know what as well? Like there was a bit, um, there was a part just leading up to what, well, it wasn't leading up to one of the goals, but there was a point where the ball went back to the Haya and again, so slow to get the ball out of his feet and he nearly gets the ball taken off him, then plays an awful pass. And mm. then yet again, he was holding his lower back like, oh, oh, I think something went. Because Henderson started warming up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. I was like, get him off then, just get him off. Uh, oh, one person I do have to dig out for the Barnes goal is my son, Um McTominay was way too slow getting out to him. No, mm. Nobody goes to close. Like The defenders can't do too much. They're already in the box. They won't get out to him in time. McTominay kind of runs alongside him for a bit and probably should get stuck in. Um, so, yeah, he, he was at fault for that. Uh, Bruno Fernandes. Hold on. Where's this stat for you? Um, ba -ba -da -ba -da. Uh, what, whilst, whilst you're getting that as a stat. Oh, oh, you got it. Yeah, so Bruno Fernandes has more goal, goal involvements in a calendar year than any other midfielder in the history of the Premier League. Wow. Ross Clark. Yeah. So that's goals and assists, obviously, but yeah. Um, but, but De Bruyne has had a much better season so far. So oh, yeah, of course he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. Right, winner. Um, Right. <laughs> hey. De Bruyne dirt like that. Hey. No, no, because no, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is, is, is boss. It, De Bruyne looks like he's coming back to form. Today. Well, I would have De Bruyne yeah. in my team. If I had to pick one or the other, I'll have De Bruyne. But in, in terms of form, in, in terms of form, in, in terms of form, it's Fernandez the whole, the whole day. And this is an argument I was having with someone early one today. It's a bit like, you know, if you turn around and say to someone who's the best player in the world right now, people just go, oh, it's got to be Messi or Ronaldo. It's like, well, no, no, no. They're the best two players to ever grace the game. But who are the best, who is the best player in the world right now? Who's the best player of 2020? Who's the best well, player well, of, the, of the 2021 could, season? Could be better than De Bruyne. The reason I don't want to put so much dirt on De Bruyne's name is De Bruyne's been one of the best midfielders I've ever seen in the Premier League. Oh, a hundred. Oh, definitely. Bruno Fernandes, I could, I mean, he's been banging since he's joined the league. So I yeah, could then look at the end of his Premier League tenure and go, you know what? 
he also was bang on the money no I agree Um, it was um, the the goal that Fernandez scored actually came from an assist by um, Anderson Cavani who replaced uh, Martial uh, with about 15-20 minutes to go now there is a chance that Cavani could have a a, a few games banned because of his comments that he made on social media however until that happens does he have to get a run of games now 100% like honestly, it's so backwards. So, all right, we'll give Martial, we'll give Martial sixty minutes, and then we'll stick on Cavani. Other way round, man. Give Cavani sixty minutes. He's he's got the he's got the clinical finishing. We've seen the last few weeks. He's got assists in him as well. He'd been on the pitch for like three or four minutes, and it was and, and he'd already assisted. And it was nice to see someone actually play a nice pass. Get him on. Get him playing. Then bring Martial on for the last 30, 25 minutes when players are tired and let him run at them. Because Martial yet again was absolutely stinky, man. Just wandering around, no touch, no drive, no nothing. Cavani comes on, the geezer's like 37, comes on and, he, and he's moving around the pitch like a youngster. Like he wants to get in behind. He wants to make the moves. He wants to He wants to get on the end of stuff. He wants to be a striker. How many times have we seen in the last few weeks a ball goes into the corridor and there's no one there to finish it? Cavani mm. wants to be there, man. And yeah, exactly. Marshall is not a number nine. I couldn't tell you what he is. He's probably, he, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd play him out on the wing. But then, like, but then you've got the you've got the worry. He ain't going to track back. You can't trust Martial no. to come back and so. so you, where do you even put him these days? It's a bit of a luxury player to bring off the bench and just you know if you are playing a four three three with with interchangeable players when you have just say if you're going with a front three of Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, he's perfect to play in that system because. You don't have to just play him directly through the middle. You don't have to play him from, from the right, uh, from the left cutting in. You know, you can you can just freely move the three of them around. But if you're going to start with Cavani, I can't see where where Martial would be able to be a part of that. Yeah, if I was Cavani, I say Martial use my phone, and then that just kills two birds with one stone. Um, <laughs> Martial is one good attribute, though. To be fair, I'll give him that. I he always seems to pull off the quick cut into the right, the little dummy, and then brings it onto his right foot. But what he does with his right foot is absolute car crash. So, mm. you know, I think he again another player who's out of form who starts week in week out, and yeah, and, and, and then week in week out you're playing really well and dropping points, important points. So surely, surely you know what you got to do. Eh? Well, the thing is, like, is is sort of. He sort of blagged himself a free reign this season because the amount of goals that he scored, especially towards the end of last season, what he scored, I think he scored in total about 20, 20 odd goals. In, he pretty much had one in two, didn't he, um, Martial? But even then, he wasn't overly convincing for me. And I think the price tag that was spent a long time ago now as well, because this is what, fourth, fifth season there now at, at Man United? I don't think, I think initially they were like, oh, well, we spent all this money, we've got to play him. Whereas it's, that that's sort of gone down by the wayside now. He needs a bit of time out of the game um, or or in the system that suits him. He should be your number two. He'd be a brilliant player to bring on against tired legs, not the opposite way around. Yeah, exactly. Cavani yeah. should be starting, end of. It's super quick. Right then, boys, it's time for this. I actually feel for Sheffield United in this game, you know. I don't. They've, they've, they've just tried to, to hold hold it hold it down. 
and just make sure, you know, no drama happens. And then, to be fair, Sigerson's finish was pretty tidy. Um, Sheffield United nil, Everton won. Um, the Everton, they, they bounced up to second at one point, you know. So, like, this is... This is second, a, didn't they? Did, did, they, did they remain in second? Everyone drew. I've yeah. got, I've got, I've got a table. We'll bring it up towards the end. Um, you expect Tottenham to win, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, uh, Chef United, man, fifteen games, two points. We talk about them every week. It's such a shame. They, I think they deserve to just to hang on to this game, though. I really do. But here's the thing, man. It's like if they got that bright, if they held that Brighton one 0 lead. Was it last game week? Was it the last game yeah. week they played Brighton? Mm. And then yeah. they get a point here. A little bit of hope can set in that maybe we can claw ourselves out of this. But it doesn't mm. matter how well they play. In the end, they run out of steam or there's one minute where they're not on the ball and they get yeah. they get pounced on. And this isn't, this isn't... But that happened last year, but they did have the magic of Dean Henderson to pull off that one-minute save. Yes, so, yes, yes. So that's it. We know where the problem is. Yeah, Ramsdale didn't have a good game again. Um, Shock horror. Imagine that. Um, oh, do you know what? This was this was the tale of. Um, I, I couldn't believe it, and this is how this is how crazy you want to talk about how crazy football has got with money and stuff. This game was a, a, a battle between the number one and number two most expensive goalkeepers in English history. That is disgusting. A Ramsdale, thirty mil signing Ramsdale and a twenty mil signing. And they're both absolutely toilet. Both, both in this game came for crosses and dropped them, flapping at everything, crashing into defenders. It was honestly horrible to watch. Sheffield, you know. How old is Ramsdale? Uh, Ramsdale was 21. early 20s. Yeah. 22. So Ramsdale could come good. Pickford's still really young, actually, isn't he? So. Love that delivery. Love that delivery. You ready? Oh, that's too, too early for that. No, it's my favourite sound in the world. Um, and it's it's a perfect timing to receive that because it's time to talk about my boys. All right, guys, we'll see you later. I yeah. can't believe... I can't believe... I am still in shock because I told every single person that I know that has a pound a grand whatever money in their 365 account or other betting sites are available. Chelsea even money. Put it on. Put it on right now. And we were in the watch enough. along for the we're in the we did a watch along for this game as well. But we did during the watch along for the Leicester Man United game when we were advertising that we were going to do a watch along for this game. People were going, Arsenal gonna win today, Arsenal gonna win today. And we all laughed and we all sat there. We were like, what are you on? What it was the confidence they were saying it though? It wasn't the Yeah, absolutely balls deep yeah. with it as well. Yeah. It's like, but you and, know they go into every game week saying that in the hope oh, that yeah. it happens. Yeah, and then they go, see, see, I told yeah. you, I told you. Um, it's about time that Arsenal put in a performance. It's just so lovely to see the kids turn up and and basically say what's what. Because they, Arsenal played, I thought they were going to play five at the back. When the way it lined out, I wasn't overly convinced. But it was a 4-2-3-1, it's a guaranteed 4-2-3-1 um, with Martinelli, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe playing in behind uh, in behind Lacazette. And it's the best performance I've seen in the Premier League from Arsenal in 12 months. And I was so happy to see it happen. However, Chelsea, they did not show up at all. 
I was I was just about to say like I don't want to take too much of a shine off of how good of Arsenal was good, wasn't it? Yeah, how Arsenal played well. Don't do not get me wrong. El Nenny played forward passes. Yeah, as good as Arsenal that was. Were, yeah, but uh, El Nenny was allowed to play forward passes. The hmm. Chelsea were just so like I literally said during the watch. Uh, did we do it during the watch along? I literally, yeah, you um, did. I can't, I can't believe how Kante was the best central midfielder in world football for like two years running. Where's he gone, man? What have they done with him? He he had a terrible game. Just Chelsea were just parting like the Red Sea. Anytime you came near them, it was sixes and sevens at the back. Reese James had a stinker. I, I just honestly, it was just, it was it was baffling to watch how they they literally rolled over. Before we mm. break the matrix and compliment Arsenal for a good five minutes, um, what is Chelsea's best team? Because I reckon I'll get more sense out of you because Frank Lampard doesn't know his best Chelsea side. Chelsea's it changes every team. other week. Chelsea's I think formation-wise, they've got the right formation. Yeah. Um, but... Give me your best team. Or, or have they got the right formation? Yes, Chelsea's they have. Best team, yes, they have. Chelsea's best team is the one that got to the 08 Champions League final. Damn. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Mark okay, Ballack Frank, back. We've got Frank then, so... Yeah. All right, um, so right now, if, Florida, if I had to pick a Chelsea team right now, I'd go Mendy... Because he's never letting a goal in his whole career, which is Correct. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Best goalkeeper of all time. Chilwell left back, James right back, uh, Silver and uh, Zuma. Zuma. That pretty much yeah, picks, yeah, uh, that's Zuma's great. Uh, then I'd go. Uh, are we? Are we not? Are we not taking injuries into account? No, as no, no, injury, no injuries. No injury. Okay, no, no injuries. Go. So then, so then I'd go midfield three of Kante, Kovacic, and. Ziyech in the midfield as in as a, as a, as a midfielder. Mid. Yeah, well, just behind. That's where he used to play for. Um, yeah, it's just like a bit like how Leicester do the um, six, eight, ten sort of thing. And then, okay. I'm, then I'm playing. Then I'm playing, and I'm, I'm going to give myself stick for this because I'm moaning about it all the time. Werner on the left, just yeah. so I can shoe hit, uh, show, shoehorn either Giroud or Abraham starting up front. Probably Giroud, then bring Abraham on, and then right wing. I'm playing Pulisic on the right. Mm. Um, I'm I'm not too far behind that. I'm thinking I'm going to change my mind. I did say four three three. I think I'm going to go four two three one. Uh, and my two hold well, back back four and goalkeeper remain the same. Um, my two holding, I'm going to have um, Jorginho and Kante, and then three in behind. I'm going to have um, Havertz in the ten. I'm going to have uh, Callum um, Hudson Odoi wide right. Uh, wide left, I'm going to have Pulisic and then Abraham through the middle. But you, see the, you see the difference between them two sides? Yeah. The, the, the sheer arsenal they have of players and the, and the one formation you both agreed on, that doesn't work. Well, well the thing, I changed my mind on the formation. I changed exactly. my mind. I was like, I can't exactly. do 4-3-3. But it's, it depends who you're playing because then like Ziyech is an absolute baller. But then may, maybe I'll, ta- I'll put um, Ziyech wide right instead of uh, instead of Callum Hudson-Odoi. But I love how explosive and quick and skillful um, Hudson-Odoi is. So it's... And will they go for another centre-back, surely, in the next window? Or the next or the next January window? I don't yeah, mean go, get, go, get, go get Canate. How long has Thiago Silva got? I don't think centre back is their main problem at the minute. To be honest, no, it's, it's it's no. Well, they've got an abundance of attacking 
uh, prowess. Well, that's the problem. Their, their, their problem is Havertz can't play in the Premier League just yet. Werner keeps going out so wide that, that there's no point in him. Like He's not a striker. So the problem is they're not creating enough chances or scoring enough chances, but they've just spent 300 million on attacking options in the summer. There's no way no. they can go out and go buy someone else. There's no, no. way. They've no just way. brought Havertz, Ziyech, Werner, literally like a, a whole new front front three sort of thing, and they're not producing. So there's no way they can just go, well, we'll go get someone else in. Are we going to see a Bruyne situation with maybe a Kai Havertz or at least one of them probably going elsewhere and... Kai, well. Kai Havertz will will come good when he Frank Lampard leaves, and I don't think, and that's not me trying to say that Frank Lampard needs to get sacked. It, it really isn't, but I don't think Frank Lampard knows what he's doing with Kai Havertz right now, mm-hmm. and take a couple. Money. Yeah, it would be it would be a couple of years before before we find that. And what I don't want to see is which I've seen which you've seen a couple of times is Havertz when he comes on or when he starts playing so deep, he's almost like playing as like an eight. And that yeah. is not what he's about. He is he is a support striker. If you're playing four, a striker. Yeah, if you're playing four four one one or four two three one, he is in that he is in that position in behind your main I man. I like Mason Mount. Yeah, I think I would like Mason Mount. I like, a lot him. Of I like him. But Kyle Havertz has actually been doing it at a higher level for a lot longer than Mason Mount. Kyle Havertz, the one who's got all the plaudits. Kyle Havertz, I knew about first. Mm. You know, Kyle Havertz was the one you have your eye on. Yet Mason Mount's getting in the team. Before this marquee signing they've just brought in, yeah, and they and they have spent. So we've big already whack. had Mason Mount. Why did you get Kai Havertz? Mm. Yeah, silly stuff. <laughs> what I do like about this game is the fact that Laka Shaka and Saka scored. Yes. Um, the um, Shaka's free kick was was fantastic. Um, the penalty that was awarded for Lacazette to um, open the scoring. I don't understand why it took so long to look at on VAR. I thought it was probably the most stonewall penalty you see. Um, well. One of two of the most stonewall penalties you'll ever see, because the other penalty that was given in the game, Pablo Mara's challenge um, at the end, that was equally stonewall. There's yeah. no no arguments really. And and Bukayo Saka, he he scored. Now, did he mean it or did he not? No. I I I think he did mean it. He when he had the ball at his feet, he looked across to see um, who he could knock it into. Um, but then as he struck the ball, he's looked directly at that far post. So for me, he's meant it. So you think he meant it? So you think he meant to accidentally hit the ball in the middle rather than uh, rather than side foot? And then he's, he's no, he's he's trying to knuckle in the box, and then he's looked down at the ball and looked at the far post as he struck it. You think Saka's tried a knuckle ball from like a sixty degree angle? You really think he's tried a knuckle ball from there? Watch it again. Watch it again. He's meant that. He's he's even joked saying that. Oh yeah, of course I meant it. Wink, wink. No, I think I think he meant it. He literally looks across to the back post and he and he mishits across, and you can see it move in the air it's not like he's shot and it de- it literally deviates and then like what is it, it hits the post doesn't it yeah it's sort of yeah it sort of yeah. hits the, the post and goes it, in it, oh, literally that. literally across that has gone wrong um el ghazi definitely meant his let's let's oh. let's be real about that um villa three palace nil now villa went down to 10 men in this game and wow. so i want to i want to talk about that in particular because i'm i don't agree with half of the reason why he was sent off. So, um, yeah. Trioway scored. Which with his is right funny, foot. With his right foot. 
it's funny because it's Traore. Um, Courtney Hawes, he's, his goal, it, it was it was deemed a goal via goal line technology and moment of technology that we love. Uh, and then right at the end, El Ghazi's strike was, was... El Ghazi's strike annoyed me a bit. Why did it annoy you? Because the keeper's been beat by a shot that's curling out, like it's an out, like an mm, outswinging mm. shot. Like I don't think you should be beaten from that angle from there with an outswinging shot. Is it's a great finish, but yeah. Um, Toro Mings um, received um, a red card for two yellow cards. Um, the second one is a definite yellow card. Yeah. Why? Why make that silly challenge there? But no. the the first yellow card he received, it wasn't his beef, and he didn't get involved in any beef. He so, also tried. He also tried to. Put, everyone was grabbing him, and, and he was literally putting his hands up, looking at the referee, walking away, like, "Not me, bruv. I, listen, I'm not involved." He was like, not involved. He didn't do anything wrong, and he got a yellow card for it. And because it's the second yellow, they can't appeal it, so he's going to miss the next game. But you, you know savage. why, but man, because that the referee, that, like, just a pure cop out at the minute. If two players are involved in a little tussle, book them both. But just book them both. That's that's the answer. Either book, don't book either of them or book them both. It, it doesn't matter if one of them's been the aggressor and the other one's just stood there and had his shirt grabbed. You either book them both or you don't. And unfortunately for Mings, that's what happened. But mm. it's just before halftime. It's Zaha again, the man that rolled him up to get the original book in. He's going to go past you, mate, no matter what. He Zaha's rapid. Just don't. Just don't. At least try and attempt to play the ball. He's literally just grabbed him and pulled him back. And it's like, and then he literally had a look on him like, what are you sending me off? And it's like, mate, come on. You know just better been than booked. this. You're yeah, booked. You know literally. better than this. Five minutes before. Five minutes before. before. Yeah. It's pathetic stuff. Pathetic stuff. But um, Palace, that's 10 goals conceded in the last two games now. Oof. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. But like, seven did come in one of them. <laughs> Hey, listen, numbers yes, are numbers. But that like, still averages yeah. five. That still averages yeah, but five these, this is coming from the lads who go stats to stats. Like, come yeah, on. Like, but it's still 10 goals that they've shipped. And I'm that's not concerning. That's <laughs> no, fine. Um, they're 1 0 down. They're 1 0 down in this game at half time against 10 men. And they've shipped two more goals. And it yeah, could have not, been more. No, that is pretty poor. That is that's, pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. If this is Leeds, we'll be saying about this right now. That's yeah, all I'm saying. That's the best defensive record. But you know what with Palace, yeah, like it is sorry, like just quickly, like the Palace yeah, okay. uh, unless Zaha rocks up, that's it. Like that's literally yeah. it. That squad, unless Zaha Occasionally down end or punching or whatever his name is. Punching. What a player. Um <laughs> right. Andy Man- Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of him. I'm not thinking of him. Andy Johnson. Good player. Uh, Man City 2, Newcastle 0. Uh, why are Man City scoring as many goals as they used to? They don't even look like they want to score many goals. I don't know. I can't put a Even if you put Aguero back into the team right now, I can't see them scoring three, four, five goals a game anymore. I genuinely... And I, you, I, Aguero was one of my favourite players before he joined City, and I still love him as a player. But I, it's it's horrible to say this. He has aged and he has dropped pace so drastically in the last six months to a year. Like he, you can already tell that he's going to start his decline now. Aguero is still a world class striker. Don't get me wrong. Before people jump on me, but you can tell that it's coming to that time now where it How is. How old is Aguero? Thirty-two. 32. Yeah, I mean, he should have already started his decline. 
Like, and I, I'm telling you now, like, we already know, if you watch the show, that I don't rate Jesus at all. Yeah, he's 32, so he'll be 33 in June. So, like, the experiments failed, right? When Aguero's dipped out of the squad for injury every other month, they've put Jesus in. He hasn't been the prolific goal scorer they wanted. So I think come summer, or even January, it'll be like, right, phase Aguero out gently. But you need, City need a big boy centre forward. They need a real striker now. They need to look at two, maybe three strikers. Every club has got at least three three strikers at the club. Yeah, they they Matt have to into Milan potentially. Um, just get, a, you know, I mean, I don't, I know that would just look like a carbon copy of Aguero, like they're just trying to get a younger version. What Lazio Martinez? Yeah, Lazio Martinez is a baller, man. He he won't yeah. be he won't be at Inter much longer. I'm surprised that he stuck around at Inter. I know they'd only just brought him the season before, but with Lukaku going there, I was like, Jesus, like that's that's some stiff competition, but. I think I think Martinez will go Barca to be honest with you, but but that's someone they should be looking at. Someone like that. I mean, Haaland's name will get banded around for a while, which it wouldn't be a bad shout. Well, City are a huge yeah. club in England now, so they could easily get. And we all know how rich they are, so they can certainly get these players. They, they could even get, get a billion. Um, but the, the they problem could go is, they want. the problem is, as displayed at Bayern Munich, even at Bayern Munich, Pep doesn't like big strikers, man. He doesn't mm-hmm. like he doesn't like target men and he does he, like which is what City need at the minute. He doesn't like them. He likes players like Messi, like Aguero, small, agile, fast, Nimble. low centre of gravity mm. players. Yeah, he doesn't want a lump. Which yeah, he's been I mean, successful, wouldn't he? One of one of <clears throat> other than Aguero, the most prolific goal scorer for City in the Premier League was Jeco, and they still didn't like playing Jeco all the time. Yeah, Negredo. Negredo, uh, yeah. yeah. Joe. Um, <laughs> Oi, Joe, Joe's baller, man. <laughs> Oi. Um, Fulham nil, Southampton nil, and um, uh, yeah. that 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 is the end of the. Of that. There's no problem. Honestly, there's nothing to talk about. Just going to say, Fulham, fair play to them. They look like they're really grinding out results here. They're I know trying, they're only yeah. draws, but they mean a lot in a title race, in a relegation race. Sorry, um, and Southampton. Without their full fully strength side, they're not the same team, are they? Which like most, but. Hey, you're Southampton. Just, I just push on. They struggled was... without. They struggled without Romeo um, that game because Romeo could do all the linchpin stuff, which allows uh, Ward Prowse to be more free and uh, and, and and available. Where Jello is is is. We didn't really talk about Steve Bruce either, man. Like just just off this Man City game, you weren't expected to win. Just yeah. move on to the next one, which is Liverpool. But okay. But... With the Southampton game, I did see because I was watching the Villa game and said I did see there was. Like two goals disallowed and a penalty disallowed. There was like Southampton had a few chances chalked off. Yeah, but they're all legit. Yeah, they, no, 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 all, no, no, re- no. Reason, re- re- reason, 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 um, right. It was, it was a bad game of football to watch. But every time I flipped over to the Villa, um, Villa Palace game, there wasn't anything happening in that, and I had invested interest in the in the Fulham Southampton game. So, um, let's have a look at the table. Um, right then. So this is the bottom of the table. First of all. Um, Arsenal remain in 15th, despite their emphatic victory against Chelsea. Uh, they are still on 17 points. And uh, even with the victory in their next game, they still will be in the bottom half. Uh, Southampton, uh, sorry, Sheffield United, as we know, they are doomed. Uh, West Brom picking up a point again. They're only uh, five points from safety now. 
Excuse me. Although uh, Burnley, who occupies 17th place, have got a game in hand and uh, mm. they could boost up to uh, to uh, 16 points if they win that game in hand against Manchester City. In the top half, uh, Liverpool, they are still top 32 points from a, from a possible 45. They've only lost one game this season, but it's the draws that are letting them down a little mm. bit. Uh, Everton, as we alluded to earlier, are in second spot. They're a point ahead of Leicester, who are in third. Manchester United dropped down to fourth place, but they could go back into second with uh, a win with their game in hand. And their game in hand is against Aston Villa, I believe. Um, Tottenham, fifth place. Uh, they're on 26, level on points with Man City. Uh, Villa, they've got uh, they've got two games in hand over a couple of the clubs above them, so they could go up to second themselves. They're on 25 points, level with Chelsea, um, Southampton and West Ham complete the top half. Now, let's have a look at the fixtures. All these games are on Amazon no. Prime. Woo! Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime. Woo! Um, right, so uh, they start today. They start today. If you're watching this today, if you're listening back to this tomorrow, these games were yesterday. So that is. And Palace if tomorrow was yesterday, Le- then you're in the future, really, really in the future. Stick a bit off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, we're, not, we're not even saying Monday or Tuesday. We're saying today, yesterday, and tomorrow. So this could be, you could just have to guess and turn on Amazon Prime. Yeah, exactly. And if you, if it might buffer, it might not. And you might skip <laughs> a bit. And then you'll be into yesterday. But um, that is uh, Crystal Palace versus Leicester. That is 3pm on Monday, the 28th of December. Uh, followed by Chelsea versus Aston Villa at half five. Uh, Everton versus Man City, eight o'clock. Then on Tuesday, the 29th, you've got Brighton versus Arsenal. Arsenal's bogey team. Arsenal have only, pit, only won one game against Brighton since they've been in the top flight. Um, so, uh, Well, in the in the top flight since the, the, the football began in 1992. Uh, Burnley versus Sheffield United. Uh, Southampton versus West Ham, West Brom versus Leeds and Manchester United versus Wolves and then on the 30th you've got Tottenham versus Fulham I'm really intrigued about that game to be honest <laughs> I really am and then and then Newcastle versus Liverpool that completes uh, the fixtures for this week um, I think we're going to do um, I might do a watch along for the, for the um, Newcastle Liverpool game yeah we had the Liverpool game for a little while um, but um, the review show will be on the 31st. Oh, what about... Um, Lunchtime. I was thinking, what about United Wolves tomorrow at 8? No, we'll probably be doing We'll do. We'll talk about it off Okay. <laughs> <laughs> try and yeah. let, let, let the fans know when we're back. Try and let the fans know when we're back. Uh, demo from Football Dugout. Um, we're going to win the league. Arsenal fan heard it here first. Oh, okay. I was going to ask who it was. Isn't it? Right. Oh, also, yeah, also, 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 um, we'll be unbeaten throughout 2021. Oh my god, I can see it's getting beat by Newcastle in the second. <laughs> we're, we're all bloody hell. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. Arteta's at the wheel, mate. Um, so, um. Right, Simon. He says, uh, "A question for um, for after review." So we'll, we'll do it another time. Um, look at your own club. January sales coming up. What does your team need? We'll. I'll tell you what. We'll have another show on that. We'll. I'll tell yeah, you what, we're, we're going to do that. We'll, we'll do an end of year. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a little recording session. We'll, we'll chat about those bits and bobs. But um, yeah, that that that's it from us. We are going to be doing a watch along for the old firm as well. So look forward to that on Saturday. I'm I don't know you said that for the old firm. The old firm. <laughs> yeah, like, Glasgow kisses crap. all round. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, 
Oh, I, I actually think Celtic are going to win that one. No. Yeah. Uh, I want Rangers to win the league, but I do think Celtic are going to win this particular old firm derby. No. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's it from us today. Um, you can like, share, subscribe. In fact, let's get some imagery for that. Actually, oh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ooh. We hit seven hundred twenty-two subscribers now, so we're on the way we up. It's nice. Um, and you can. Which page is this? That is the the Facebook page. That's our main yeah. Facebook page, yeah. Yes, and um, and what's that one? That's Instagram. That's the yeah. Instagram. That's on the way back. Don't yeah. So yeah, we need to, we need we need to uh, bounce that back uh, to to where we need to be. But for myself, Gav Mac, Stephen Cotton, and Ed Hall, um, Southgate out. Southgate out. Southgate in. What? <gasps>